Shemini Atzeret, and Simchat Torah. Here Comes the Bride by Apostle Jacqueline Fedora. All people and nations that love God and believe on the Lord have the opportunity to be fed, protected, covered, enlightened, and blessed by eight out of the ten feasts. But only those who have metamorphosed to the new species, the new generation, will be chosen by the king to remain in his presence after the final feast of tabernacles is over. These alone will be invited to the final feast of Shemini Atzeret and Simchat Torah. Just as the born-again end-time remnant are the only ones that can experience the final feast of tabernacles, so those that experience the final two feasts will exclusively be those that have metamorphosed into the new species. It will be like a remnant out of a remnant. Abraham planted a tithe as seed for these ones many years ago with Christ through Melchizedek. After the battle of the kings of which Abraham was the victor, he planted 10% of all the spoils with the king of righteousness, the king of peace, telling a prophetic story of these end times. The born again and matured new species are like the remaining spoil out of what is left of humanity to tithe to the king. This time, however, it is after the battle of the victorious king of kings, Yeshua, over Satan, the god of this world. They will stand as evidence of his victory at the end of this age as the house of David, the permanent house or tabernacle of God. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16 shows us this promise of God. And your house, speaking to David, and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. No longer will the Lord be in sukkahs, temporary dwellings, as the children of Shemini Atzeret and Simchat Torah are the fulfillment of 1 Corinthians. Chapter 15, verses 51 through 54. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall all be changed in a moment of comprehension, in a twinkling of an eye. How fast can we have an epiphany or sudden revelation at the last trumpet? the end of God's warnings. For the trumpet will sound. Are we ready? And the dead will be raised incorruptible. Those dead in ignorance hear the end time truth and live. And we who are alive, born again matured for the end time knowledge, shall be changed. As they have put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, they now put on more clothes. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Next verse is what man will be changed into. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, 
Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Let us go back and read this again and get it in our spirit. Are we getting the picture yet? He gives them an eternal kingdom, and they give him an eternal tabernacle or house. At Shemini Atzeret in Simchat Torah, the people bless God, and God beyond measure blesses his people. But let us slow down a bit and take a closer look at how this call comes about. You see, Shemini Atzeret is connected to the inauguration of the Temple of Solomon, the son of David. God promised David's throne would be established forever by his offspring, who would come from his own body, his seed. This was fulfilled in Solomon in the physical, but there is a deeper prophetic meaning. Six times in Matthew alone it records the people calling Jesus the son of David. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, and Matthew chapter 21 verse 9, when Jesus victoriously entered Jerusalem on the donkey, he was acknowledged as the son of David. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So we understand how the throne of David is continued today through those that are born through Christ, the son of David, at baptism and matured to the new species in his likeness. They are his offspring, his kind, with his name. Where are these ones? From among this new species, there are those God chooses to give as gifts, as servants to the people, the governmental offices of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13 shows, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The five stones in David's shepherd's pouch were symbolic of these offices, and through them he will manifest to earth the victory over the giant Goliath, symbolic of Satan. We see also this spiritual temple, or house of God, where the throne of David resides, is constructed of living stones, as is the mountain of God it rests on. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. Has Satan not done his best to bring sickness, pain, and death to humanity? 
For the temple of God is holy because of the blood of the Lamb, Christ, which temple you are. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, like Adam, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 23 shows us the mountain where the house of the greater David, Christ, is found. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that their word would not be spoken to them any more, For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion, where the government, the throne of David is, and to the city of his living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Her blueprint was designed in heaven and guarded by God's angels. To the general assembly, seen only by the eyes of our spirit, the eyes of insight and understanding, and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, their jubilee and ownership is returned to the Father, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men, made perfect, the new species. The light of God, or his knowledge, burns so brightly through these ones that the path to eternity becomes easy to follow for those that wish to walk into the dawning of the eighth day. The spirits of these fiery stones link with God's spirit to shine perpetually from the house of David as foreshadowed by the lamp that burned continuously in Solomon's temple. And the praise that goes forth from David's house or tabernacle is so glorious. The music of the eighth day is revelatory, spontaneous, free, and exhilarating. God sings through his people, and as the song of the Lord goes forth across the earth, creation hears it in their spirits, And at times, it seems all creation sings along. All God's creatures sing his praises. Heaven and earth together worship him. In Solomon's day, they used instruments. King David had especially made for the new temple. Likewise today, the children of the eighth day use instruments the greater David made. Feet to dance hands to clap and arms to raise his banners to the king. Vocal cords shout the name of God and praise the name of Yeshua. Windpipes emit the sound of flutes and their spirits sing in their own language to the Father. All sounds of the new generation, the new species, God's children. Psalm chapter 102 verse 18 prophesied of their appearing. This will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created 
may praise the Lord. These are Abraham's seed, the new Israel, the royal family. Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 and verse 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, born again, have put on Christ. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The promise of an eternal kingdom and total restoration. As stated before, Shemini Atzeret in Simchat Torah is for these only. The foreshadow of this was portrayed by old Israel as well. For the eight feasts that preceded Shemini Atzeret in Simchat Torah, 70 bulls and rams were sacrificed per day, one for each of the 70 nations. For the last two feasts, however, God instructed one bull and one ram to be sacrificed, indicating the covering of one nation. One bull was sacrificed for the priesthood, or government of God, and a ram for the people. This was a physical portrayal of the spiritual feast experienced today. After everyone that attends the Universal Feast of Tabernacles has departed, these will be invited to remain. A nation chosen by God will be born on that day, a nation that is totally circumcised from anything of the world and accepted this day eternally as his. Once he will guard like the apple or pupil of his eye, they will forever be shielded from the influence of the enemy. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Exciting, isn't it? The eighth day alludes to a departure, or changing from the natural to the supernatural. It is referred to as the coming age, or the age to come. The two realms will become one at this time, and all will be in perfect order and harmony according to the laws of the universe. The bride will have experienced all seven holy convocations and faithfully made the vow I will obey, speaking of the laws written on her heart and mind by the groom. This too was portrayed by old Israel with the singing of the ketubah, or marriage contract. But there is a huge difference between God's laws and man's that the child of the eighth day understands. They see God's laws as a guide. When things go wrong, they can look at the law concerning the situation to see if it was broken, showing them what caused the malfunction or failure. On the other hand, if no law was broken, then the enemy caused an illusion that they will not accept and will fight. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days the days or era of old Israel, and the seventh-day church, says the Lord, 
I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Led by her Spirit and connected to the Holy Spirit, the bride knows those that obey his laws are made perfect, without spot or wrinkle, and all creation comes into complete alignment in his perfect will. Such a wonderful sense of well-being comes over mankind when they know they are pleasing to the Lord. The bride, therefore, loves his precepts, his statutes, and understands his laws mirror his desire for humanity and are set in place to build a blessed, fruitful, prosperous kingdom lifestyle. Simchat Torah is actually a part or extension of Simeon To old Israel, it is the completion of the annual reading cycle of the Torah with the last few lines of Deuteronomy being read and the first few lines of Genesis denoting the new cycle. To the new species, however, it is the end of time and the beginning of eternity. It is the end of the old and the beginning of the new earth. It is the end of the enemy's influence and the world he owns and the demise of the people that love it and won't let go. For God's people, it is the end of wickedness, sin, lawlessness, and all that creation has had to endure because of it, and the beginning of perfect tomorrows with God's promises coming to fruition. A new cycle with no sickness, pain, sorrow, or death as God's kingdom is established and his will reinstated once more, bringing restoration to all creation, fulfilling the prayer the Lord taught man to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. New Israel, New Jerusalem, rejoices in the law of God, understanding its loving direction and protection, thus experiencing the Feast of Simchat Torah. Closing thought and scripture. It will be a most intimate time as his divine light and energy enters his new species at Shemini Atzeret and Simchat Torah, and the marriage of the bride is consummated. Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 9. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. She has been seven, made perfect by personally experiencing all ten of God's feasts and fulfilling the seven holy convocations. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, her beautiful wedding apparel, garments of praise, robes of salvation, blood-stained robe of redemption, robes of righteousness and humility, robes of incorruption and immortality. Clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. She not only heard the truth, but developed a love for it and became it. She not only heard the law, but walked in them the best she could to be evenly yoked with the Lord a light he can shine through for the nations. Then he said to me, Write, 
Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. 